Stuff. Hello, and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother, co-host, and partner in Stupidity, Holden. Hello. This week, we are watching Randy Feltface's special, Smug Druggles, which is available for free on YouTube. Uh, we forgot to announce this last week at the end of the episode because of... Uh, Violent com- crimes that because occurred. Of a completely unprovoked act of aggression on Holden's part. You, so, had, it, you had it coming. Oh, oh I, this is a later discussion. <laughs> Griffin had it coming. <sighs> For sure. But before we get into talking about the special... What is your current hyperfixation, Griffin? RPGs. But Griffin, aren't you working on a show where you talk about RPGs? Different kind of RPGs. That was the shittiest ad for a show that that you're coming up with, Griff. That was terrible. Way to give them the hard sell. Hard sell. But but I'm talking about like JRPGs and video game RPGs as opposed to... uh, TTRPGs. TTRPGs, which... which Titurbg. Tabletop games. Tabletop RPGs, if you're nasty. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, I'm always obsessed with those, but uh, my current like hyperfixation is on uh, JRPGs and like video game RPGs. And I'll keep this brief because hold it, I know how hard you do not care about this type of game. It's not that. So here's the thing: I understand that people enjoy them. Like a turn-based RPG, I just don't really care about. Yeah. Like the only turn-based, which I think is very funny because I care a lot about Pokemon. Yeah. That's the only turn-based RPG I really like. But I don't know. I think it's it's easier to have like a team of six pets as opposed to like four characters that I have to care about. Because like the pets, like there's no character to the Pokemon. It's just like vibes. Mm-hmm. Where like Final Fantasy VII, you know, there's like backstory and and shit to like every single character. Yeah, and on top of that, so many of them are so so dialogue heavy and if they're like an old 16-bit rpg they have no voice acting and as we all know you can't read yeah i don't know how to read so fuck you (laughs) i don't think we've introduced that lore that uh that backstory lore into the podcast yet that that uh holden can't read i that joke is so silly yeah and it's very and And it's my fault too because i'm the one who started that joke about myself yeah and now and now it's just it's now it's just funny. now I just don't now I'm illiterate. Yeah, now you're just illiterate. When in reality you're just most likely dyslexic. <laughs> we'll talk about it another time. I do have a little update on my last week hyperfixation oh, just God. because something has changed. So I talked about how I was like really obsessed with shoes again. I bought my first pair of Jordan ones. I'll keep it brief. Congratulations. Thank you. I bought them for retail price, so I didn't really get fucked. I mean, I, I kind of did because the shoes probably cost about $5 to make, and I spent $170 on them because that's how much Jordan 1s cost retail. Um, Wait, $171? $170. Like, the dollar makes a difference at it, that rate. Hey, it does. Whatever. It, I cannot imagine spending that much on a pair of shoes. Listen. I don't know. It's leave just me alone. Whatever. They'll D- be here tomorrow. Whatever. Fucking... Keep, keep talking about your shoes. If you are curious as to what shoe I bought, I bought the Jordan 1 Heritage. Uh, it dropped on Tuesday, and I was at work talking about... Because I got a little like push notification from one of the shoe-buying uh, like secondhand apps saying that the shoes that I was looking at, which was the Jordan 1 Chicago Golf, which is like a, a low shoe, was on sale for 169 And I was like, oh, word, below retail? Let me pick it up. It was on sale in 169 in like size 15. Nice. And it nice. Um in my size it was actually it had gone up from like it was like hanging around one eighty and this it is, went up to two hundred. This is this is podcast poison. Your podcast poison. But my coworker was like, Oh, look at this, the heritage, they're on sale right now, retail, they're still available. And I was at work and I was like, you know what? If they're i st- I'm leaving this up to the sneaker gods. 
if they're still available when I go on break, I'm going to pick them up. And lo and behold, they were still available when I went on break, so I bought them. Anyway, Holden, how about a little bit of context for this special? Sure. So, Randy Feltface is an Australian puppet comedian voiced and operated by Heath McIver. He's been active as a comedian since about 2005. So his first full-length show was called Randy's Postcards from Purgatory, where he revealed he was 38 years old, working children's parties on the weekend, going broke and impending a f- and facing an impending divorce. <laughs> he was also a heavy drinker and smoker. A few years later, he released Randy is Sober, where he has announced that he is no longer drinking. Um, smoking was still... What year, what year was uh, Randy's Postcards from Purgatory? Uh, that was released in 2009. In 2012, he did Randy is Sober, where he announced that he was no longer... In 2015 and 2016, he was doing uh, Randy Writes a Novel. Uh, he's done a few other things, a lot with Sammy J, who's another uh, comedian. He most recently did Purple Privilege... But then, even more recently, he did Smug Druggles, which is what we're covering today. Now, the interesting thing about Smug Druggles is we saw this show live. Yeah. Back in April... uh, 2022. 2022. Griffin picked up some tickets. Yeah, because I was like just on youtube one night and i saw that he was like he had like announced a u.s tour so i looked if there were anything any, any shows near us there were so i like basically kicked down holden's door and was like do you want to go and then i took him for his birthday because it was around his birthday yeah so we saw this and just another quick little thing we met him we met heath mciver yeah um we there was like a whole bit of nonsense with like griffin's car that we won't get into because it's not that interesting but we were just hanging out in the hotel it was a comedy club in a hotel in rutherford right east rutherford Uh, i think just rutherford 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 weren't even on the east side we were just in rutherford (laughs) um we were in rutherford and we were hanging out in the hotel lobby waiting for some uh for a tow truck and um i hear a man with an australian accent in the bar ask for the bartender to give him some hot water and i say and like the, that the show was great that day kind of sucked because there was like your car issues followed by like we ordered food at the venue as well and um when they gave they, it was just some it was some yeah, fuck shit they didn't give like the checks till the end of the show and then when i got my check i was like double charged for something and it would have been like 60 dollars because i got double charged and your boy didn't have that much money back then <laughs> i still don't but i don't you know and then i had to wait like a full 45 minutes for them to take the check back fucking take it off because it was like it wasn't just me there was like a like our entire table had their checks fucked up mm-hmm. um so they took it back they changed all of our checks then i had to wait for them again to actually charge my card because they had to bring it back show me that it was correct then they charged my card and it was a whole fucking bit of nonsense and while all this was happening everyone who paid cash or had their check taken care of in a reasonable amount of time got to meet Heath he was taking pictures with everyone when he had he had the Randy puppet and everything and i missed out on my chance to do that and i was like a little bit bummed but i was like you know what it's not that it's not that deep so i go up to the bar and i just say to him like hey man I really like your stuff. You're pretty cool. Like, don't want to take up too much of your time. Like, really appreciate it. Good job on the show tonight. And then he just, like, was super fucking kind and, yeah. like, really, really nice to me and was just like, oh, dude, it's great to meet you. Like, so you already watched, because he was doing another show that night, too. Mm. So he was like, oh, so you already saw the show? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're just waiting. I was like, we're having a little car trouble, but we're, we're getting out of here anyway. And he's like, oh, okay. And I was just talking to him, and he, like, asked my name. And, like, he was just super sweet. And then... um I was like, uh, yeah, I'm here with my brother. He, he brought me for my birthday. And he was like, oh, sick. Where's your brother? 
and then he like came over to the lobby where Griffin was sitting and yeah. he, like talked to you and like he was just genuinely just like a what really was... nice guy, which is really refreshing. So I was I was in a bad mood that night because of everything going on. With Reasonably car. so. Um, you had like just bought that car. Yeah, I had just bought that car and like some fuck shit happened again. Not really interesting. So I see Holden walking over with. Heath McIver and I'm like and I like I like straighten up like real quick I'm like oh shit 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 uh and that was like that was a genuinely really cool highlight of an otherwise kind of rough night yeah I mean the show was really good but all like the the shit that went on beforehand like dude that 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 day was like that was a rough day so all this to say (laughs) I really liked this special. I also really liked this special. It's different. Though. Yes, it was. The very stories different. are different. He has a story about like a bunch of nonsense happening with his with getting gas. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, it was like a rental car when we saw him. Yeah. But then he was saying that it was his friend's Winnebago or RV or whatever. Um, and I think it's a lot funnier in Smug Druggles than when we saw it. Like that's something I love to do. Is um, if I if I had the ability to do it, but like seeing some stand-up performances live and then like a couple months later seeing the recording and seeing like how different was it or sometimes so this is a very another tangent we'll talk about the comedy eventually (laughs) i went to see a thing in new york my mom used to take me to comedy shows like all the time when i was like 14 15 because i was really into comedy Mm -hmm. so i was i was always her date to these shows uh through sirius xm ron bennington she would get like tickets to see shows and stuff and she would always take me so we went to this thing at at the stand comedy club in new york very nice comedy club uh it was called comedy mashup and it was like a pretty underground show and just so happened that like like that day or like two days before ron bennington had said oh yeah by the way i'm gonna be performing stand-up live for like the first time in 30 years at the stand in comedy mashup and comedy mashup is when they have two comedians on stage and they riff off of each other it's very funny um and he's like yeah and um the person i'm going on with is big j okerson and mom like was like we need to go so she took me and like a year later i was just looking at like comedy clips and i saw from the stands youtube channel ron bennington and big j okerson comedy mashup and i was like i gotta and i watched it i could hear myself laughing that's really funny that it was bizarre Cause like I can remember, I don't remember the what the joke was, but I remember there was a joke that landed with nobody but me. <laughs> so they say the joke, pause, and you just hear ha, 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 like my dumb fucking laugh. So anyway, uh, it, it was something that like I definitely had in the forefront of my mind uh, how different it was, especially because like the main the main difference between when we saw it and when uh, he recorded it in Philadelphia, there was a shitload more crowd work yeah he did a ton of crowd work and the thing is randy Feltface is really fucking good at crowd work well his crowd work is always immediately funny it's like the same joke like it you'll see it in a lot of his crowd work stuff is the same joke but it's a very it's a banger joke where he'll be like hello what's your name and then no one will say anything and he's like I'm assuming I'm looking at the fucking aisle right now, or like I'm not even looking at anybody which like because because well, the thing with that is it's Heath McIver is like an accomplished puppeteer like he worked with the jim yeah henson he worked company. with jim henson <laughs> i don't know if he worked with jim henson but he worked with the jim henson company right right and he's like he's really talented and like it's really really good puppetry and the thing with puppets is that you do kind of forget if the if the performer is good enough you forget that they're not a real person yeah it, like this is something that i've heard talked about a lot with like the muppets that like a- actors on set with the muppets find it incredibly easy because they they really do just come to life yeah 
So you kind of forget that Randy Fellface is a puppet. So when he points it out, that reality check <laughs> is just... It's hilarious. It's always its always great. Um, another thing that is always kind of funny is that he, like in interviews and stuff, or if he goes on like a YouTube channel show, he's like Randy. He's never Heath. Mm-hmm. So like, that's funny. But it was really funny when I met him. To and like Because the voice, he doesn't like put on a voice or anything. That's just how he sounds. Yeah, that's just, that's just his voice. Um. So it was very funny to hear that coming. And when he was, he was wearing like, it was one of those things where it's like, I'm not really sure if this is actually <laughs> a true thing because like he was wearing a mask. So I still don't fully know what his face looks like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of do, but like not seeing his mouth move and the words come out of his mouth was like a different kind of weird <laughs> for me. But like this was, this special was like one or two actual bits and then heavy, heavy Really, really good crowd work. He did do a bit in this one. See, this is how this is. This is why I am the way I am. Um, the bit about which is there's a bit. It's my favorite bit. It's actually from his special, which he did in 2020. Like right when the thing, because like Australia had like really strict rules pre or like early pandemic, so they were able to be very loose later on because they fucking dealt with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like his first like special since the pandemic had like started called the Book of Randicus where he was like dressed as like a monk and he was like he, he was like I'm bringing my religion to you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bit in that that he actually took and put into Smug Druggles and I don't remember if it was in I don't know if he did it when we saw him. I can't remember. I can't remember either because the thing with like stand-up comedy uh, that I've learned like a lot, a lot of live events is I don't remember fucking anything about the actual performance it's the vibes yeah like we when we saw slipknot a couple months ago i had an amazing night i just it was great i could not tell you what songs they played i remember that i remember a couple distinctly i remember literally like two i know they played it psychosocial because they always play because they always play psychosocial and that was when i like left the the pit because i was getting overwhelmed yeah that pit was fucking um, nuts dude and then i went and then i know they played spit it out because that was one of the that oh was yeah the that's that's I've that is the enjoyed. fucking thing that's the that's the thing at a Slipknot show. Mm-hmm. I remember a few more songs, but just because like the opening they played Disaster Piece, which is like one of my favorite fucking songs. But my and point of is, they close with surfacing. My Welcome point is, to Slipknot stuff. <laughs> my point is that like you know you can put on an amazing show, and I will remember it as an amazing show. I just won't remember what the fuck the show was about. Yeah. So I barely remember uh, what he did when he was live. One thing I do remember that he did do that he did didn't do in this recording was he kept bringing up like these weird animal facts throughout his performance when we saw oh him. my god i remember that yeah i don't i don't remember what they were i just remember that he did it and they were nowhere to be found because again most of this was like 90 percent crowd work yeah he did do crowd work when we saw him which was interesting yeah just nowhere near as, as much and like he's yeah. he's really I think the really good at crowd work animal facts thing i think he tried to do as like a through line but maybe he didn't find it as like good as like the chapter one i bought a book off gumtree from randy writes a novel yeah it, who, who's to say yeah. or maybe it was just this specific performance he didn't really do it because yeah he got so much out of the crowd or maybe it ended up on the cutting room floor who knows who's they were making it was fun they were making he they he was making a lot they like the crowd was doing it too um he was making a lot of jokes about how like he's gonna like this is not gonna end up in the special mm-hmm. in this spe- like that's always my favorite right yeah yeah i think this this was a, a solid special i incredibly solid like yeah. this this might be my favorite randy Feltface special that i've seen thus far i i uh, think it might be my favorite it, it's my second favorite for like a first watch mm-hmm because 
Randy writes a novel really fucking killed me. But I think what happened with Randy writes a novel is we watched it too much. Or at least I watched it too much because mm, like mm. I watched it, pissed myself, showed it to you. You loved it. And I think I watched it with you your first time because I wanted to get your reaction. Yeah, I think so. And then we watched it with like all of our friends. And then one of the lost episodes, uh, we did that because when we did episodes before we even released, we did like tester episodes and we did Randy writes a novel. I think that was our first episode. It was, ever. Yeah. It was uh, the first, the first episode we ever recorded that will never be released because it's terrible. And I don't even think it exists anymore. Was Randy writes a novel. The second one was purple privilege. And it was interesting because, like, at, even at that time, I had been like, oh, I'd watched Randy Wright's novel a couple times, uh, but I'd just seen Purple Privilege for the first time. Welcome to Funny Stuff Stuff, a comedy podcast about a comedy podcast about comedy. Thank you for that joke, Monica. I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Welcome to Stroke Stuff, where I'm not sure what's going on anymore. So, uh, let's talk favorite and least favorite bit. Look, I wasn't going to make a big deal out of it this time. I was just going to... No, no, this is the new bit, Griffin. <laughs> The new bit is you do the segue correctly, and then I get really bummed that you don't okay. do it terribly. So you want me to do it terribly? Yes, so I can make fun of you. Okay. Do you want me to take another shot at it? No, let's go to ads now. <laughs> Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. <laughs> My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast, and he can't figure it out. Like, he's never heard of Anchor. <laughs> Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Hi, I'm Milo. I'm an executive producer at Biopunk Media and the producer of Funny Stuff, the podcast you're currently listening to. Griffin and Holden are not just some of my closest friends. They're more like my brothers at this point, and I want to do everything I can to make sure that the art that they make gets seen. So, with that said, Apple and Spotify care a lot about ratings and reviews for new podcasts. It tells them that people are enjoying the show, and also it tells the app to recommend Funny Stuff to new listeners. Please, please, please take a quick moment to just like and review Funny Stuff. I can't overstate how much it helps our boys. Also, recommend Funny Stuff to your friends, your family, your mailman, your dog. There's a little bit of something in this show for everyone. Funny Stuff is still very new, and word of mouth is the best advertising there is. Last but not least... Check out our new website. You can find it linked in the description of this episode or at biopunkmedia.card.co. Card is spelled with two R's. That's biopunkmedia.card.co for social media links, episode transcripts, and all things biopunk. And that covers it. Drink water today if you haven't. Remember that you are so loved, at least by me, and probably the boys too. And enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back. I'm not a chef, but boy, are these days getting harder and harder. I'm going to kill you. Now we're back. <laughs> I saw that and it like took me the fuck out. I don't know why I think it's so funny, but I fucking think it's very, very oh good. Oh my God. It is good. I, you, you just have to die. You're lucky that I don't know where your fucking Nerf gun is. <laughs> okay, good. You don't even know where it is.
I know where it is now, but it'd be too difficult to get, like, as funny as it would be, it'd be too difficult to get up, grab it, cock it, and shoot you in the face. Yeah, the, the, the bit wouldn't work. No. So, <laughs> so Holden, what was your least favorite bit? Genuinely, I don't think I have one. I don't think so either. I think this was this overall really, really strong special. I don't. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I was like, that wasn't good comedy, because, again, so much of it was crowd work, and crowd work is fucking hard, and he did it really really yeah. fucking well yeah i cannot emphasize enough that this is like some of the best crowd work or if not the best crowd work i think i've ever seen in any stand-up episode. i i don't think i've seen better crowd work in a special i think i've seen equally as good crowd work do you remember when we saw ron bennington when he was alone on stage yes 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 his crowd work was fucking he was, killer dude. he was incredible he's great work, like, i want to see shit. him do more stand-up oh my god yeah i'd love to go see ron bennington do shout out ron bennington have us on your show <laughs> you're friends with our mom so yeah i'll have my mom text you <laughs> we'll, we'll show up at the studio and we'll, we'll talk uh so what was your favorite bit my favorite bit was um when he talks about the c-word Mm-hmm. We're American. I know we have listeners from other countries like Ireland. Shout out to like the two people who listen in in um in Ireland. Thank you. But you know, in America, the c word. I'm not even saying it because I know it will make people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It is like the biggest no no word, like other than like racial slurs. Um, but it is like the biggest like if you drop that the old c bomb as Randy calls it, like <laughs> that's like. You know, that's like DEFCON 1. That's that's a nuke. You're dropping an atom bomb. He talks about the origins of the word, which, like, I'm not sure how true it is, but it doesn't, like, they're not particularly funny. So, like, I don't think he'd be, like, making it up for a joke. It's such, like, a good, it's such a good bit. Because he, like, because in Australia, that's a term of endearment. He even says that, yeah. Yeah. So, like... Scotland, too. Yeah, in a lot of places that are in America. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of English-speaking countries that are in America, that is, like, just a word that they just throw into every fucking thing. Like, I think in Purple Privilege, he says, or maybe in some other one other bit, um, he says that he had been called the C-word since he was, like, five years old, and he <laughs> loves it. Um, it might have been Book of uh, Rannicus. He talks about how, like, it's so crisp, and it includes all of it, like it's not just like vagina is just the one specific sen- section and he was like it includes the entire area like it's like and he talks about how like, like the entire vulvic experience or something like yeah, that yeah some something kind of gross like that <laughs> um and he he then says like uh he also says like vagina sounds a little like rednecky to him <laughs> um which i think is very funny i i don't really fully agree but like it it does sound a little it just is too clinical to me um <laughs> which i would say is the opposite of it sounding redneck if it yeah. sounds incredibly critical critical clinical you got a critical veg i don't know why didn't like that i mean i don't know why because it like was that. not a fun thing to hear <laughs> very much not a fun yeah thing i'm to hear. sorry this is my uh public apology to the listeners not to you fuck you <laughs> What was your favorite bit, Griffin? So my favorite bit was him talking about the fucking uh, pumping the the whole gas station bit. <laughs> I just thought that was I thought that that built in a very excellent way. I thought that it was very funny. Um, you know that that kind of comedy of like go get ready to do something. Oh shit, I forgot this. Then I got to go back. Okay, now I'm ready. Wait, no, I'm not. Shit, like that shit's always funny to me. I think it also had that quality of like. You know, something go like a, a bit that goes on for a long time. Like it starts out kind of funny, then it's not funny. Then it's really funny. Then it's not funny again. Then it's really funny. 
stuff like that. Like that kind. I of wouldn't even say it goes down to not funny. Yeah, not, I, I wouldn't go that far. I think it's like, like entertaining, like the entire time. I would, I would hard agree. So like, not funny was the wrong term to use. But. Right, but I get what you're saying. It's like, you know, a long joke, and it's got an amazing punchline. Yeah. What's really funny uh, is I, I feel like I remember him telling that bit when we went to go see him, which is doubly funny in New Jersey because in New Jersey, it's illegal to pump your own gas. I don't know if it's illegal. You just don't do it. I, I remember hearing somewhere... I, again, I could that could have just been ass. like the parent thing of it just being just like, like, oh, well, in New Jersey, there's a state thing. And like, you that's get, fair. You know, like, I Jersey, think it's literally like that whole thing. Like when you turn on the lights in the car at yeah. night and your parents are like, whoa, that's illegal. Turn it off. The cops. When really it's like, it's hard to see and it causes a reflection. It's just, yeah, I fully remember our mother telling us that was illegal, but like. New Jersey is one of two states in the United States that you do not pump your own gas. Someone pumps it for you, which like was wild. Do you know what the other state is? I believe it's Oregon. Really? I think so. That's gonna be, be fun when I go out there. I could be totally wrong. I'm staying but I remember, in Oregon. I remember hearing that it was Oregon. On a similar note, it was a wild time when uh, my girlfriend and I went to Washington D.C. back in April, uh, and we were stopping for gas on the way up or the way the way back up. And we sat in the car for like a second waiting for someone to come pump the gas. And then we were like, oh, oh, no, you have to do that yourself here. Yeah, I've I've pumped my own gas three times. I've only done it once. I've only done it the one time. I, I can I can even name them. I pumped. It wasn't even my own gas. I pumped gas for our mother when we were going out to Ohio uh, and we were stopped in like I think we were stopped in Ohio. Um, I just pumped the gas at a rest station. And then when I went down to drop off Marcus a little while ago in Delaware. You mean uh, like yesterday? That wasn't yesterday. Although that was the third time on Monday <laughs> was I did pump my gas in Delaware. I pumped my gas in th- in two different, three different times in two different States, Delaware and Ohio. Nothing super interesting. <laughs> Welcome to pumping gas stuff. All right. Well, that joke didn't land. I'm uh, no, sorry. I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, I would just say pumping stuff. Cause that sounds way worse. You're fired. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> it's so much worse. I don't know why. It's just so, so much It's worse. one of those things that's like bad, but when you say it, it's worse. <laughs> I don't know. I have that effect on certain things. Like there are some words that I shouldn't be saying because it makes it it's so much worse than hearing it. Any word else. that's remotely horny, if yeah, you say yes, it, it's terrible. Yeah, there we go. Uh, because of my anti-horny energy. Yeah, Griffin so, gives off anti-horny energy. Which I'm fascinated by. So, Griffin, out of ten smuggled drugs, <laughs> sorry, druggled smugs, <laughs> what do you give this special? I'm going to give this special a solid eight. I would give it like a seven. Really? Yeah. It, it was good. It was funny. I just was not laughing my ass off the entire time. Yeah, I So, I give it a seven. I was smiling most of the time. I was entertained the whole time. I did not feel like it was dragging. It's kind of a shorter one. It's like a 50 minute, 45 minute. Yeah. Which I always appreciate. I love the the relatively shorter kind of sets. I similarly was entertained the entire time, like very much entertained, very much smiling the entire time. But there were some jokes that like really got me and I was, I almost pissed my pants. Like it, it wasn't funniest bit, but he does a whole thing about how like, oh, he makes a, a joke about gas prices. Uh, and then... He's like, this, see, political humor can be fun. And then he just screams. Yeah, that's, a, that just... that's one of my favorite things he does is he'll just be like, oh, ha, 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 ha. And then he'll just go like into the mic really fucking loud. <laughs> but like, that, that's less of a bit. It's more of a funny. It's Yeah, it's more of a gag, a goof, a gaff, if you will. 
But yeah, I'm going to stick with that rating. So that brings us to the end of talking about the special. But before we go, Holden, what funny this week? So I have two things. I have one thing that is conceptually very funny, but I was not laughing very hard at. And then one thing that made me laugh so hard I thought I was going to throw up. Okay. So I'll start with the thing that made me laugh so hard I was going to throw up because more people experienced that. It was when I was editing the episode last week and we got to the part where I shot you in the face. <laughs> I had remembered it. and I, But see, I thought I had remembered it correctly. I didn't realize that I shot you in the face during you talking about the funniest thing from last week. I thought I shot you in the face when we were doing like closing stuff on the episode. So I, I was like, you were just talking about it and I heard the click and I was like, oh God, it's now. And then I heard you get shot and it fucking killed me. Um, the thing that was conceptually funny was, uh, uh, Saturday night we went roller skating a whole group of us and, um, it was so fucking funny to watch all of you fucking fall. Cause like, it was like the different levels of like experience plus like willingness to go for it. Like you had like Marcus and Katie who were like killing it and like Miranda as well. Like they Mm -hmm. were all killing it. Like they were standing up. Like they fell. I think like Katie fell like once. I don't know if Miranda or Marcus fell at all, but they were like stable. They knew what they were doing. They were good. Then you had Griffin who was really trying his damnedest. And like, you know what? You didn't look like a a massive idiot, just like a small one, but everyone looks like an idiot when they're like doing that, like kind of shaky, trying to stabilize when they're on roller skates thing. And then you had like you and Monica, I think were like in the same boat. And then you had Milo who was just completely busting their ass. Well, yeah, you have Milo who was like so gung ho about it, but like pretty inept (laughs) at roller skating. So they were just like, slip and fall but like there was one spot literally they went around in a lap and they would fall right in front of it, where I was sitting like five times in a row I was like I, I think I said to them I was like dude is there like a patch of ice there how do you keep falling at the exact same spot and then you had like Steph and Ruben who were like barely even going and then there was me who didn't even get on skates at all because it would have been, I probably would have been the worst off because I probably, I probably would have been in the same boat as Milo. Cause Busting I was like, the entire time. yeah, I would have been like pretty gung ho about it. But like, dude, my knees are already hurting a lot. And like, I fall a lot in general. <laughs> so like me on roller skates is hilarious. Also the fact that there's still a roller rink in our area is hilarious. That carpet hasn't been changed since the nineties. Nope. I, I, I can remember our mother taking us there when we were younger and her being like, yep, this place hasn't changed a bit since I came here in the eighties, except for like the car. She told me the carpet was changed in the nineties. I was like, has anything else changed? She was like, other than like arcade games. No. So, uh, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, requests, or recommendations, feel free to reach out to us at, uh, funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at, uh, funny.stuff.pod. Holden, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at donut daddy, the old English spelling of dough underscore daddy i tweet stupid shit sometimes once again thank you so 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 much for listening and we will be back next week with gallagher over your head available on amazon prime thank you once again so much for listening wait wait special thank you i feel like we need to address this brad williams interacted with us on instagram special thanks to him for being cool yeah we hope you listened and we hope you you liked what you heard yeah we hope i don't think we were too mean I I hope not. But again, thank you so, so absolutely much for listening, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. Bye-bye.